If you text PRESS ROW to 727272, you get a free one night game rental from Redbox. You know, video games are super fun and they're super expensive. And once you bust open that plastic, you're stuck with them. And that's why Redbox lets you try out the hottest new games risk-free. Right now, you can rent Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Destiny 2, NBA 2K18, and more. So just text PRESS ROW to 727272 for a free one-night game rental. Redbox, the smarter way to watch and play. The offer expires December 31st, 2017, subject to additional terms. Charges apply for additional nights. Payment card required. If you're not in Text Club, Redbox will send you an additional text with an invite to join their recurring alerts. Message and data rates may apply. For terms, visit redbox.com slash textclub. And for the privacy policy, visit redbox.com slash privacy. This episode of the Press Room Podcast is also brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 18, Franchise Hockey Manager 4, and MLB Manager 2017. Every single Wednesday night is Out of the Park Night around the world. We're at 8 p.m. Eastern. Our man Snaggle J does an hour of Out of the Park 18, followed by 9 p.m. TJ Lyman, that sports gamer, stream, live streaming an hour of Out of the Park 18, and followed up at 10 p.m. Eastern with Jeff and Adam doing Franchise Hockey Manager 4 stuff. It's three hours every Wednesday of all kinds of great Out of the Park Developments content. And if you're not able to be there live on Wednesday nights, that's fine because we archive everything to our YouTube page. So Wednesday night, starting at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv slash OOTP developments, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., and 10 p.m. with two hours of Out of the Park 18 and one hour of Franchise Hockey Manager 4. And then every day after that, backed up to our youtube.com slash OOTP developments. Check it all out. We have a lot of fun. We have a great community. You can learn a lot about our games, and you can see some other interesting ways to play them, too. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Well, here we are. Press Room Podcast is reaching another sports game of the year show. This is always one of the most anticipated episodes, and this year, I can promise you right off the bat, it's the most interesting one yet. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Brian Weedai, Pasta Padre. Unfortunately, we're missing one of our regular contributors to the podcast, Kat Bailey of US Gamer, who is unable to make it for the recording. I do have her reasoning behind her picks, and that'll be shared later. Now on to those who are here. First up, we've got Rich Grisham, Out of the Park Developments. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be here. This is my favorite episode of the year every year with all my friends. This is going to be awesome. Thank you very much. Owen Good, been a while since you've been on from Polygon. Happy to have you back. How you doing? Thank you very much for having me back, Brian. I'm glad to talk about a year in sports gaming with you and uh, all the guys here on the podcast. Excellent. We got TJ Lowerman, that sports gamer. TJ, you're recovering from a deathly illness. How are you doing now? I'm doing, uh, I'm getting there. I feel like my voice has been gone for about three weeks and it's finally coming back now, but happy to be here. Happy to talk about our favorite sports games of this year. Awesome. We got Chris Jardine, also known as Snaggle J. He's from Canada. Snaggle, what's up? Uh, not much. I'm very excited to be on this episode. Uh, as an avid listener of the show, I always look forward to the sports game of the year. And then having been on a few times, I was fingers crossed hoping I would get an invite to be on the show. So I'm I'm very excited to be here and be part of this uh, wonderful cast. Uh, happy to have you. Appreciate your contributions when we do. And finally, Mills Gaming TV. That's all he's known as. It's Mills Gaming TV. How are you doing? 
What's going on? This is the uh, podcast where we name Nier Automata the game of the year, right? Boy, I hope not. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I'm the wrong place. Sorry. Spoiler! We should have done something pre-show to clarify what this is all about. Uh, but we know now. It's the sports <laughs> game of the year. Sports. Uh, before we start counting down our list, discussing the results, and all of that, I wanted to talk to each one of you a little bit about what you thought of this whole year in general. Because I'll start with myself. I'm not really high on the year of 2017. Uh, I There are a lot of good games, but they're all kind of flawed. I really struggled coming up with my uh, my top three games, and I didn't really feel passionate about any of them. And uh, I, I'll, I'll mention Kat kind of had the same sentiment. She went through her list of games and, and listed off all the flaws that made it hard for her to vote for them. We'll, we'll get to more on her stuff later, but I'm curious to see if you share that uh, feeling about 2017 or if you really enjoyed all the sports games or certain ones from 2017, maybe more than I did. Uh, let's start with you, Owen. I felt like, you know, again, we're, we're still seeing a lot of incumbency. We're still seeing a lot of, this was a good game last year, it's still a good game this year. I feel like you know, this is a year when, if you're talking about the things that were the best in sports video gaming, um, you know, it's just basically what was the most memorable? What did you have the most fun playing? Um, it, I don't think that we're talking about a year in which, you know, here is a new feature. Here is a new innovation. Here is a new thing that everybody is talking about, um, you know, and that is the back of the box bullet point that has been the the mandate for sports video gaming for so long. I just don't feel like it's that kind of a year. I think it really is kind of a, a time to, to just retreat to what was it that really got your attention? Why did it get your attention? How much fun did you have with it? Um, and if that's the most fun that you had all year, so be it. That's the sports video game of the year. Mills Gaming TV, you play a crap load of sports games. You stream them all the time. How do you feel about 2017 uh, as as we go through kind of the field of all the sports games that were released? I agree to an extent. I think it's very top-heavy. I think the games that were really good were, were extremely good. Um, but I think you're right. For as many steps forward as uh, sports gaming has taken, there are steps back uh, in every game. It was like they they pushed so hard to get Frostbite in, or they pushed so hard to get all the content for Diamond Dynasty or Ultimate Team in that they're missing some of the basic flaws. And yes, they're getting patched as they go, but I, I agree with you. It's it, when it comes to sports gaming, it is always two, sometimes even three steps forward, but then one step back. You're you're looking at the well, another cliche. You look at the forest, but you're not seeing the trees. So you're seeing this huge picture, and you're not seeing the details, the small details that are getting missed as they go. And again, they're patching them in, but as you said, Brian, there are flaws in every game that are evident. They're not like little flaws. There are large flaws in every game that bring them back a step. And it all seems to be different. It's very different uh, game to game what those flaws are, right? Um, it, whether it's server issues or uh, design decisions, you know, it's 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 varied across the board and uh, very unique to each game, which I, I think is another interesting thing. We'll examine later in the episode as we we break down each game. 
and then also on on the the year in review podcast later uh, at the end of de- uh, the end of December. Um, Chris Jardine, Snaggle J, what do you think of 2017? I think I, I kind of echo what uh, Mills and what Owen is saying. Like it's you know there there's no one or two games that really stand out. And I think when you're looking at you know the the top flight you know AAA titles, the Maddens, the the MLB, the shows, the FIFAs. I think as we're getting into the latter half of this generation, you know, these games have pretty much nailed for the most part what the on-field experience is. Uh, and you know, sure, there's the glaring issue that comes up here and there, but I think you know, as these games, as Madden, for example, stays relatively stagnant in what's on the field, you know, put the minor tweaks here and there. I think it's the off-field stuff, you know, the server issues, the content issues. You know, people seem to to growl and and have more anger towards that because the on-field game is essentially just a slightly upgraded version of the year before. So I think for me, what what that's made me appreciate is the kind of the smaller, the newer things, you know, uh, NHL threes, uh, how fun NBA Live 18 was to play um, online with a group of friends, uh, you know, more original games like Disc Jam, for example, which was a very simple game that came out this year, but it was a heck of a lot of fun to play, you know, in short bursts here and there. So I think a lot of people have started, you know, looking maybe beyond the, this is what I'm going to get from Madden. This is what I'm going to get from FIFA, but this is what I can get with this game. I've never heard of. Uh, and I hope as we roll into 2018, that that more, you know, the quote unquote minor leagues of sports gaming continues to grow and come out with new cool original stuff that gives us something, something different to spend our time on. TJ, I know you tend to spend uh, a lot of time with a, maybe a smaller number of sports games. Was that the case also this year? Yeah, I feel uh, year after year, I keep narrowing my, my list of games that I play that I'm dedicated to each year down. Uh, I still pretty much played some of everything, but I mean, like everybody's already said, uh, I feel like we're a little stagnant. Everybody's moved. They're all getting better every year, but you're not getting those huge leaps and bounds that we were getting uh, earlier in the generation. And yeah, when we, when we sat down to make these lists, I was like, everything's really good. I don't know how to put them in an order when they're all pretty even. And now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, oh, maybe this game should have been th- two instead of three. And wow, this jam actually came out this year. That feels like forever ago when it came out. Mm. Uh, but yeah, every, I think everything's moved forward, but nothing's really like jumped out far ahead of anything else to really be, I feel like, the consensus number one game of the year this year. Rich Grisham, I, I know there are usually, and you talk about them almost every episode. A, a few sports <laughs> games that you love. Um, yep. So going beyond just those, do, do you agree with kind of the, the sentiment that we, we've all expressed so far? You're, you tend to be a little more uh, looking on the bright side of things, I think. I disagree with the sentiment. I, I have been thoroughly entertained this year by a uh, half dozen or more sports video games. And when I say thoroughly entertained, I mean, I've spent plenty of time playing a bunch of games and enjoyed a lot of it. This has been a great year. I think innovation is pretty rampant, right? We got another introduction of a new story mode with Madden's Long Shot, which, you know, combined with the Journey, which had its second 
uh, iteration and multiple years by NBA 2K has introduced things that we on the show have been asking for for years. We got them across a number of franchises now. The depth of these games is unparalleled. When I'm messing around in something like NBA 2K and I can create these incredible fictional leagues with the greatest teams of all time and run them through seasons and, and things like that, it's just an example of, of the dozens of directions you can go with all of these games. They're all good. It's just degrees of good. And I have really enjoyed this year. It's it's like it, it's it, it's you're seeing years of 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 work sort of paying off and the fact that all of these games have excellent foundations and several of them have polished, uh, you know, all the way through with nearly exquisite gameplay. So I think this was a great year and I am actively playing multiple sports games right now and will be for months. So it's not like I'm going to get off the train. I play these games more than anything else. And, and I wouldn't if I wasn't really enjoying myself. So I'm going to read what, what Kat had for us. Uh, she said that if she's being honest, it was a weird year. MLB had tons of server issues. FIFA kind of went down in flames after a successful launch. And NBA 2K's microtransactions were even more of a disaster than usual. Also, both NBA 2K and FIFA made kind of an awkward transition to Nintendo Switch, which has been this year's most successful console. Madden didn't make any overwhelming improvements to gameplay, but Longshot was the biggest positive sports game story of the year. NHL 18 made positive strides with its expansion features, which are actually really good, putting it above Pro Evolution Soccer in her mind, which is right, uh, right in that mix. Um, so, but I'm not going to get to her picks for the top three yet. Uh, so, yeah. Rich, you, you're, the, uh, you're the anomaly of the group here. What a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> It tends to it tends to fall that way sometimes, Rich. <laughs> um, but look, like I know it, I make it sound like an awful year. It's not. It, most of these games are really good. I think I think what what it comes down uh, for me is is that like a lot of the problems these games had. The reason why it's so frustrating that they had the problems, whether it was self inflicted or servers or whatever it may be, the reason why that's so frustrating is because the games are good. There are games that I played a lot less of this year that I really would have liked to play more of. Uh, and so, so that's what got me about it. We are at a point where maybe the games are, are good, are so steadily good, that when they do have issues, those tend to stand out even more than they did in the past. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the previous winners of the Press Row Podcast Sports Game of the Year. Last oh, year, yes. Last Love year, this. Do, you, do we want to start in 2012 or start in 2016, Rich? It's up to you. Whatever direction you want to go. All right. Let's go back to 2012. NBA, oh, boy. NBA 2K13 won in 2012. So that's five okay. years ago. How has it been five years? It's been a long time, man. Oh, a long man. time. Yeah. NBA 2K13 won in, in 2012. Great game. Uh, yeah. Then uh, 2013, I remember this being kind of a, a transitional year. Was that... 2013 was that the first year of the Xbox One and PS4? Probably. I think it was. FIFA 14 was the winner. And I think it was due in part to the uh, what whichever console came out first, PS4. I don't know. Well, PS4 and Xbox One both came out yeah. within a week of each other. Oh yeah, it was that November. One of them came out a week or two before. Yeah. Yep. 2014, it was MLB 14, the show. 
so so at that point we had had a NBA 2K, a FIFA, and an MLB the show. Now we get into uh, repeats. NBA 2K 16 won in 2015 to give NBA 2K its second award, and MLB the show 16 won last year to give MLB the show its second award. Interesting. So um, so yeah, we have. Uh, if you look at that, you know there's there's no Madden. Uh, nope. Last year we saw a surge for Madden. Madden finished in second last year, uh, highest ever, right? Yeah, that was the highest it ever finished. Um, NBA 2K17 last year slipped to third. That was after winning the prior year. Uh, so, good question of whether those trends will continue, uh, and will MLB the show repeat? Those are those are kind of the big questions we have as we enter the uh, the results of this year. Hey, everybody, we're going to take just a moment here to thank our sponsor this week, Redbox. You know, everybody knows that Redbox is about renting movies and video games for cheap. But did you know that Redbox also sells used games starting as low as $4.99? So for the price of one of those extra large caramel frap, double espresso, no foam, two foam trinkety drinks that you love, and you know you do, you could start the most legendary game night tradition ever, playing your hearts out all the way up till bedtime for way less than you'd pay in store. You can keep your kids quietly entertained all month long. I know something about that so that you can practice that extremely complex and extremely painful yoga pose and get it down to perfection so that you can impress your entire class with your superhuman flexibility. Yeah, of course, because that's what I do. That's right. Buying games for Redbox is a way cheaper option, and this time you keep them forever. So right now, Doom, Dark Souls 3, Madden NFL 17 are all for sale. So head over to the box and do game night on the cheap. Redbox, the smarter way to watch and play. Um, so should we start with third place? Let's do it. All right. In third place... Uh, we have a tie. We have a tie in third place. Uh, okay. It is a tie between FIFA... What is it, 18? <laughs> what, what year is this? It's FIFA 18, right? Yep, <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> It'd be good for me to have that down. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, MLB throws me off all the time right. because it's the, it's the one game that's got the different number, and I happen to be looking at it on my list here <laughs> at the time. Formula One F one also does the same thing. Yeah, the only thing that would be worse, the only thing yeah. that would be worse is is like being a year ahead, like out of the park baseball. <laughs> not a year. It's not a, not the num- Yeah, it's just the yeah, number of the it's release. Not a year. We know that's what you tell us, Rich. <laughs> All right, so so FIFA eighteen uh, tied in third with the more interesting part, the more interesting split of this two. NHL 18. And for NHL 18, this is the first time NHL has made a top three since 2012. So, wow. Rick, I know you are big on NHL. Um, so, so give me your thoughts on NHL 18 this year. And I will tell you that Kat also had NHL in her list, and Snaggle J had NHL in his list. And we'll, we'll ask Snaggle about that after you, Rich. From my perspective, NHL 18 is really just what feels to me like the culmination of a multi-year effort. There's nothing that stands out to me about it other than whenever I've been playing it this year, I've been really having fun. There's just the right balance. And I play on different, depending upon what I'm doing, I'll even play on sort of different settings. I play almost completely in my franchise. I'm like 60 five games into a season with the Edmonton Oilers and just having a blast. And uh, it, 
I, you know, it's this is not I'm not going to break down the scientific part of it. I just when I'm playing NHL this year, I'm having fun. Now, there are certainly there there's a little bit of the fact that historically NHL has been a favorite franchise of mine and I have had epic battles with multiple friends over the years, but for the past two to three to four years, it has definitely fallen off. So there's a little bit of, I, I haven't played as much NHL. So I have in the past, but every year I do play NHL and every year for the last couple, two or three years, I've stopped playing it quickly. I didn't this year and I'm still playing it. It's one of the games that I play regularly, just really well. It just feels a lot better this year, tighter, stronger, and uh, granted, I only play pretty much the franchise mode, but I'm really enjoying it. Snaggle, what do you think about NHL this year? I mean, I'm Canadian, so yeah, I have I have it's it's, yes. it's in our constitution <laughs> that in all voting of awards, I have to vote for hockey. Uh, no, I I echo a lot of the things Rich said. I think on on the ice, it's a very very good game when you are playing against the AI. It is not a game without its faults. Um, you know, it's you know, it, it's got the me- menus and the commentary, all the same things that you know people have complained about for the last couple of years. But the on ice product is just so much fun, and I get into my expansion mode, and I just I get lost for hours with you know just playing game after game, and I don't want to turn it off because the on ice product to me is as accurate as we've ever had of a representation of the actual NHL. Uh, and, you know, I, I just, I just feel like, you know, there is some room for this game to grow, but when you compare it to the other sports games that are out there right now, I feel like it doesn't get the, the recognition that it rightfully deserves because the, the game is fundamentally very, very good. Yeah, NHL's at a, a bit of a disadvantage just because of, of its lower sales numbers and it uh, doesn't really have a strong foothold in, in the U.S. Uh, well, it, it does, yeah. but you know, it, well, it's, it's more of an international game almost. Well, yeah, and it comes out in, in such a packed release window, right? You know, right. you have you know, you know, this year with two very good, high quality NBA games and Madden and two very good, high quality soccer games all in that same time frame. I mean, yeah, it's very easy to get lost lost in the shuffle. TJ, you had FIFA 18 at number two on your list. What do you think about FIFA this year? Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, I really got into the squad battle stuff in Ultimate Team this year. Uh, I think they added that last year, but I finally dove into this year. and just, uh, A really great way to play a card-collecting mode, you know, where you don't have to go against all these crazy people online and you don't really have to spend hours and hours in, in gameplay. You can just hop in and out. Uh, that's one of my things against, uh, uh, MLB the shows diamond dynasty is if, if you want to play diamond dynasty, but you don't want to play against people, you're still, unless you're going to play the, a lot of like conquest and stuff, you're still going to be sitting there for 45 minutes playing a game and squad battles in FIFA is really the thing that got me this year. Cause I can play ultimate team, don't have to go online against people, and I can just knock out games in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I had uh, FIFA in my list also, which is a, a bit of a, a flip for me from the previous year when, when I liked uh, Pro Evolution more. Uh, FIFA 18 was just, a, it had, it cleaned up some of the, the gameplay issues I had. Uh, it's not dramatic, but it cleaned up some of the, the frustrating elements that it had. And then I really enjoyed uh, the journey 
the story mode I thought is is one of the better ones out there right now, and it's grounded, it's well written and acted, and it adds some some emotion to it. Uh, but it's you know it's still yeah I mean I, I think I saw a mention of from like Owen and Cat that that FIFA just kind of feels like it's a bit of a carryover. It di- didn't do a whole lot different or didn't do a ho- enough to really propel itself beyond what it had been. Still really good game, still really heavily played game across the world. Obviously, it's the, the, the biggest one. Uh, and still, they yeah. do a really impressive job, especially with online and like TJ with your ultimate team, uh, keeping that fresh and keeping it constantly going. Yeah, and another big reason for me that it climbed up my personal rank was that uh, some of my friends finally got PS4s. Uh, so we've been able to play a lot more pro clubs now. And I still really love that mode when, uh, when your friends are around to play it with you. All right, so yeah, that was that was the tie for third there with NHL and uh, and FIFA. So, all right, so we would move on to number two, but we don't have a number two because there's a tie for number one. And this is this is one of the most fascinating things I've I've, I've seen as far as our voting has ever ever been in the past. Uh, we had five different games ranked number one by people in their uh, in their rankings. Five different games. Um, I want. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, it goes to show, yeah, there wasn't really consensus. So, of the two games that are tied for number one, one of the games did not even appear on the majority of the ballots. Okay. That to me blows my mind. The other game did not finish higher than second on anyone's ballot, but it did appear on the majority of them. So this is this is very interesting. I'd like like to get some predictions from you guys what you think the two games might be before i before i announce them uh rich wow with this crew it's got to be mlb the show and it wouldn't be nba nba live maybe just because i could see i could see that's my prediction nba live and mlb the show that would definitely be a shocking result, wouldn't it? After after the last uh, seven years or so of NBA yeah. Live, uh, TJ, what do you think? What do you think the top two might be? Well, based off what you said, I'm assuming it's not the game I put number one, since you said nobody put number one. No, the, uh, the, the two games that that are tied for first, one of them uh, placed in number one three times, but then it wasn't on other lists, right? But it wasn't on. The any anybody else's list. The only places it appeared so in, weird. in the in the balloting. The only place this one game finished was in first, but it was not on the majority of them. No. This is by far the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. It really is. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm gonna have to guess. I feel like somehow Pro Evo snuck in there. I feel like that's a rich cat and then some wild card put that in <laughs> number one. Rich? <laughs> rich. What? It's all your uh, fault. Uh, if that's true. Maybe Pro Evo and Madden? I can I, see. I have a feeling that I know who who supplied the uh, the surprise here, and it probably was me. Because I know how I voted. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope you do. Well, no, but the way that you're describing this, I mean, Brian, it sounds like you're talking about just everybody voted for a completely different 
game of the year. I mean, you know, it's a five-way tie or something, right? I mean, it, so there, there were, uh, yeah. So, so one, one of the winners uh, finished number one on, uh, for, with three people, uh, three. but then no other game repeated. Okay. All right. So basically, but you're also saying that there was one game in there that got a first place vote and it showed up on nobody else's ballot. Yeah, one of the winners got three first place votes but showed up on nobody else's ballots. And the other game uh, did not place in first on anybody's ballots, but it was on the majority of them somewhere in second or third. Okay, well, rather than you know needlessly mystify the listenership here, I mean, I think this just goes back to what we were talking about in the preamble, which is, you know, again, we're 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 seeing a lot of games that, in their iterative nature, they do a lot of things well. There's not a lot of direct competition. There's not a lot of diversity, you know, in in what's being offered. So you know, people have their tastes. They have things that they really enjoy. If you like hockey. It's a good year for hockey. If you like motorsports, it's a great year for motorsports. If you like American football, you had something to really cheer, you know, with long shot. If you like FIFA, that's always a strong game. Pro Evolution is always a strong game. So this really isn't that much of a surprise to me. It's kind of interesting, though, how we're going to arrive at any kind of consensus on this. So I'm currently, you know, mystified there. I, I'm, I'm wondering how this is going to resolve. I've already got this, boys. I got this already sewed up. You ready yeah, for this? What do, what do you got? Yeah. MLB The Show came out as number one, and Madden came out as number two. The additional long shot with the people that reviewed it on this panel, everybody on this panel thought something of long shot, but there's enough flaws in Madden where it didn't touch number one on anybody's ballot. And MLB The Show, I can think of three people that would say it's, you know, that it would go for the number one spot in people's ballots. And I'm going to tell you the game that didn't appear on as many ballots as it probably should have. And I'm going to say it because I didn't put it on my ballot. NBA 2K took enough of a hit because of their microtransactions, because of the entire story about that, that it didn't come back. And that's why it's not in the top three this year. Well, but let's let's talk about that. I mean, I feel like when when a game's dedicated fan base is is angry at what's going on in it you know that's that's something that i have to pay attention to if i'm talking about here's a year end of year award um you know does it get the best of of year you know nba 2k18 steadfastly alienated a lot of people we had a whole show dedicated to that and i feel like if, if we're talking about those things you know i can't just go back and say, oh, well, it was a sports video game of the year, even though there are a lot of people who are upset that you, you know, you boot into this thing, you're rated 60, there are people already 80, rated 85, you know, you, you have this immense pressure to immediately rank yourself up. The easiest way to do that is to spend a bunch of money and all this other stuff. The rest of the game, I have absolutely no dispute. It is, it is the best broadcast presentation of any sports video game. And it is the deepest and probably the most replayable um, team sports experience that's out there. But, you know, the, what, what they do in my career cannot be ignored, especially if we're going to be beating up, you know, games like Star Wars Battlefront 2 and other genres or, you know, Need for Speed or uh, you know, um, Lord of the Rings. If that's coming home to roost in, in the NBA – 
and people are angry about that, that needs to be respected. Yeah, I think I think when when you talk about that, Owen, it's, there's someone like Rich who would say, "I don't play my career, so it doesn't bother me." Right, Rich? Absolutely, because all I do is play my GM, and my GM is by far the most entertaining mode of playing this. I don't I don't know how they did it, but they found just the right mix between what I love to do, which is just play the games. Right, we've talked about it. A hundred times. I, I just want to be able to tell the, the game to set a strategy and then I just want to play the games. And it's pretty much that you play the games. But then there's also just a little there's this wonderful amount of personality where I'm interacting with this owner who will occasionally show up and say funny things or weird things or make weird, weird requests. And it's just enough. It doesn't dominate or take over, but it's just enough to make what is ostensibly just the franchise mode and that interesting. So you're right. That's all I play. And that's why I loved NBA 2K so much this year, and I keep playing it every day. I'm obsessed with that. Right. But you well, I think, to, to interject, I think that goes back to what my original premise was, which is, you know, this is a year where it's just a wild card. What did you have the most fun doing? For whatever individual reason. Bingo. Bingo. It's all valid. But yep. to look to a specific game to say, okay, this one, you know, did something groundbreaking, not at all. That's not the kind of year that we're doing. So... All right, so let's uh, let's reveal it. Uh, we have in first place the tie, and Mills got it right. Uh, we have MLB The Show seventeen and Madden NFL eighteen tied for number one. And I'll tell you what, this shocked me. Like I did not get a sense that Madden was going to challenge this year. I did not get a sense it would finish. Maybe it would finish third. I did not think it would finish any higher than that, because there really hasn't been. A lot of enthusiasm, and I think that's one of the downsides to the uh, to the story mode is that it's a three hour mode, and once you've played it, it's over with. And I haven't, you know, and that that's an afterthought for me now. Uh, what I played on opening day, uh, or for my review prior to it, and finished it, and then after that, you're left with the regular Madden again, which to me wasn't much of an upgrade over the previous year. So well, clearly. I mean, it had to be for a bunch of people, right? So I, you know, I'll I'll say it here. I did not have Madden on my ballot. It wasn't three, two, or one. But uh, Madden delivers the best online franchise experience by far, and I still play it in our online franchise. And I'm curious to hear the positive reasons that people who are on this panel put it on their list because I didn't. It's not that I don't like Madden. I do. I just don't like it as much as I like the three games that I put on my list. So what were some of the reasons that I, I'm going to guess, obviously yeah. uh, TJ, it was probably on your list. Owen is probably on so, your list. And yes. Yes. So Madden, Madden is the game that appeared on the majority of ballots, but did not get a first place vote. Uh, it finished second on four ballots and third on one. And so we have Owen, you ranked it second, but I didn't get the sense that you were enthusiastic about doing so. Well, I, I went back and forth on this, and, and I'm not going to, you know, plow old earth with what I've said before. But I think that Madden belongs because I think that um, I think Longshot is an honorable and it's an, it's a risk taking story, especially for the first story mode that this franchise of all franchises is doing. Um, you know, it's you're talking about. Um, 
you know, the story of a football player who doesn't play it down in the NFL. And when you look at it, you know, you're not going to get playmakers in in Madden. You're not going to get a lot of grit or or, you know, dirty story or, you know, a lot of it's going to be an uplifting story. It has to be also. And it, it's an image conscious league that's licensing it. And I don't mean the damn long shot by faint praise, but I think that what they did took a considerable risk. I think they pulled it off. I think they delivered two, three really good characters. I think that they set a standard not only for their franchise, but now for, and I've written about this, you know, the expectations of sports video games going forward. We now expect a story mode in these games. It's not something that we're supposed to make up on our own, at least if it's one of the big, you know, sports video games. And this is something that people have to conform to. When you change the genre that much, I think that's worthy um, even if the remainder of the product is largely incumbency. And speaking for myself, you know, we Polygon rated Madden NFL, I think, a nine last year. And if it just holds serve, it's still a good game. So that plus what they did with, with Longshot, and there is some schmaltz in it. I understand, you know, uh, the, the – there, there are some some it covers a lot of ground and it's hard to follow the character motivations through some of it. But in the end, the story works and it really sticks with you. And, you know, when when that comes together with a game that was already really good. And then, of course, when you go through ultimate team and multiplayer and all of that value, you know, I think that's that's a pretty that's a, a worthy and distinctive candidate for a sports video game of the year in a year in which the traditional ones didn't separate themselves from the field that much. All right. So we got Mills. You had Madden ranked number two. Also, what what were your thoughts on Madden this year? I agree with Owen that long shot while it was a reach, it was a well done reach. Um, I played it on stream and it was a very emotional trip for me. Like the entire, I thought it was so well done. I thought it was acted well. Uh, voice acted well. I thought it was animated well. We all know that that's that mode is not possible without frostbite. But past that, I think Ultimate Team has been pretty good this year in terms of content. I also believe that franchise mode, while it hasn't been upgraded, I think on the field, the game has been upgraded enough that it has made me want to keep going back. Um, this is the first year that, while I have tinkered with sliders at this point, this is the first year that I've played all pro default uh, for the majority of the year and enjoyed myself. Um, I believe that while it isn't, I don't believe Madden is a recreation of NFL football on the field. I think that's still missing from it. Um, and if I were to go with recreations of the sport, I would probably say NBA 2K and MLB. NBA 2K, which wasn't on my ballot, by the way, because of what we talked about earlier. Um, but I just, I think Madden has a fun factor to it still um, that makes me keep coming back and playing a bunch of different modes in it constantly um, and i think they're they're just getting better the, the most recent patch they i think they've patched gameplay three times at this point um with a bunch of other patches to fix other content 
Um, and I think gameplay is actually getting better, which is something that I don't know that every game that gets patched, we can say that about a lot of patches break other stuff. And I think Madden's done a great job on patching the game and not breaking parts of it. Yeah. You know, that's something that Madden, uh, I've always tried to give him credit for. And it's, uh, when I do my end of year community awards, I have the best post-release support category. Cause I think that's important because, that's one of the, the, the biggest drivers of these games now is what happens with them after they release. It's not just what are they on day one. And Madden has won the last two years. And they, you know, Madden is, is not just about fixing the games or you know, fixing the issues or um, improving things here and there, but they actually add features. And uh, they're, they're one, of, one of, if not the only one, that does that consistently. So I think that's worth, uh, worth giving them credit for. Uh, Snaggle, what was your reasoning behind uh, Madden on your list? Was it the uh, was it long shot or was it uh, something else or just the total package? I guess. I think for for me, what it came down to was when I whittled my list down to five or six games that I seriously would consider for the top three. I started looking at which game I got the most enjoyment out of this year, uh, and I had Madden number two. Um, for a lot of the reasons that, that I will echo that Mills said, I I thought long shot was a phenomenal addition. And while at certain points it may have been a reach, I feel like long shot was put into the game to maybe appeal to the less hardcore football fan. I really enjoyed it. I grew attached to it. It was emotional. Uh, and yeah, as a franchise gamer, um, Madden's franchise mode is, is still great. I, yes, it, you know, maybe needs a, a bit of an overhaul or a little bit of a polish. But because the on-field gameplay is so good, uh, and I again, I agree with what Mills said, is as they've issued these small little gameplay upgrades, you know, it, it, it just, it draws me in. And yeah, like when, when I look at what game I've gotten the most personal enjoyment out of, that's really the only factor that I could use to differentiate between these top five or six games. So that's that's kind of where I went with it. Rich, you know, I was looking at our, our ballots, and something interesting is that both of us were the only ones who had neither Madden nor MLB The Show on our ballot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I already chatted about Madden. MLB The Show was sort of my honorable mention. I have no problem with MLB The Show this year whatsoever. I just didn't enjoy it this year as much as I did the other three games on my ballot. I also, I mean, when I, when I thought about it, if you remember last year, well, really the last two years, I played MLB the show well into December, played 162 game season and, and playoffs and things like that. This year it just sort of fell, fell off, fell off, you know, ran out of steam again, MLB the show. It was great. Absolutely wonderful, spectacular, amazing game. But for me, for whatever reason, I just didn't stay on it as long as I have uh, the other games. Really, I can't point to anything anything wrong with it at all. It's a wonderful game. Well, there's one big thing you could point to wrong with MLB The Show, and that's the servers. Because MLB The Show 17 would have been the undisputed champion uh, on this podcast were it not for the server issues, because I would have voted it in the top three, if not number one myself, if not for the server issues, because that's the main reason why I just flat out stopped playing the game. I couldn't trust the game to actually record my results in Diamond Dynasty, uh, that it wasted hours and hours of my time. 
Sony had to, or Sony San Diego had to apologize and compensate people for the servers, which were horrifically inconsistent for months, if not throughout the entire summer. And it, that just to me, I couldn't, I couldn't reward the show when it was broken in that way. I couldn't record it with a vote on my list. I just couldn't do it. Um, and as much as I love the gameplay, and I think it's Road to the Show is still very solid, and, and Diamond Dynasty is still my favorite of the team-building modes when it works. And that's, again, I go back to it's so frustrating when problems prevent you from enjoying what you know you would enjoy. So that really is what killed it for me. I love the game. I mean, it has Griffey all over it. It's got Griffey in it. And, uh, but I could not get myself to, to, to give it credit when, I, when it was broken in, in such a fashion. Um, and I know TJ, Snaggle, and Mills, you guys just like pushed through that, I guess, and continued to play the game as much as you did, TJ. How did you do that? How did you get over the server stuff? Uh, as we were literally talking about this, I went in my Discord and I was like, I forgot that the servers were broken at some point in this game. It's a uh, long, you know, I, that's with the show. We go back all the way to March. It's a long time. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I completely forgot that that was a thing uh, earlier this year. Uh, but yeah, there's just their support uh, in Diamond Dynasty with updates coming out all the time was uh, amazing. I don't think anything's been as good as that. I know Madden has their regular schedule, but. I thought MLB was pretty good on it, and a lot of the stuff that they were doing in Diamond Dynasty this year was new uh, with some of the events and stuff, and they had lots of struggles at the beginning of those where they said, hey, the event's starting today with these rules, and then, hey, actually literally any team can get into this event and screw it all up completely, uh, and they fixed that the next day. Uh, they, did, they rolled out new programs, and they just gave you lots of reasons to play, uh, specifically Diamond Dynasty. Uh, the new ball physics and stuff they added were really cool. I Sometimes I saw hits and I was like, that you would have never seen in the past. And that looks extremely realistic when you like shoot one over the shortstop's head or something. Uh, yeah, I just felt like MLB, you know, did what MLB does, which is come out very strong, but have awful servers. And then a couple of weeks later, everything's fine. Uh, I felt like this year they were actually faster on the servers getting fixed than last year. So that's another that's a good thing. Other than like five years ago when servers just didn't work at all. And then they worked like four months later. And then now it's like two or three weeks and stuff starts working. I feel like this falls back into what Rich said about, you know, NBA Live. Oh, excuse me, NBA 2K. It's like, what mode do you play? So if you don't play online and I don't and MLB the show, you know, I play Road to the Show mainly. You know, that's a great game, and it's fun, and it's fulfilling, and, and it's everything that I wanted it to be. So, you know, that it, I, I think this, this again, just gets into the, the, the distributed nature of the virtues and the drawbacks of each game, and it just basically, what did you have the most fun playing? And then within that, what was the most fun, that, most, the mode that you had the most fun playing? I think the other problem with that, though, um, but if we're going to compare NBA and MLB, is MLB didn't have like game breaking bugs, in and, and, and well, not game breaking. Let me play NBA 2K when it first released, and even through a couple patches, had some serious gameplay flaws, including including the, and I've mentioned on this podcast before, defenders that would walk down directly under the basket and leave three point shooters wide open. 
Like that was a thing that was constant, it, and it's past at this point. But they had defensive rotation issues. They had shooting issues. Like like they're still trying to tweak shooting percentages to this point because they're online and offline people. Whereas MLB, if you play the game offline, MLB is the single best recreation of a sports game, uh, of, of a sport in a video Second. game. Second best. Well, you're going to say Pez. I, I get that. <laughs> for, for, for me, for me, I would say that MLB is probably like the best recreation of a sport in the game. Um, so let me, let me clarify that. Whereas NBA 2K, yes, if I let the computer play against itself, I could still see issues to this day with the, with an NBA game. Yes, it looks kind of like it, but for like an NBA head – you know, I, I did it the other day just to see if the defensive issues were patched, and I still still saw some guys dropping off, and that, and I did that without playing as a user, and those are things that I don't see in MLB. So while while there are game depending, you know, we play the what game mode do you play? Well, yeah, well if the online's broken, the offline better work, and I don't think like I think 2K had a problem with that this year, and they're still getting to a point where the gate to play 2K is still very high. Mm. We, we've talked about this before, and, and I think Owen and I had this conversation a, a couple months back. You want to play NBA 2K and you want to be really good at it, it better be your number one. It, it better be your first game playing. Whereas MLB, you can kind of play MLB picking it up and play. Uh, you know, you can kind of hit the ball if you put it on like directional. So I think there is also that, that point of it. I, I think that's partly because of the style of play. I mean, Major League Baseball... That's a set piece game, and basketball is free flowing action. I agree, but I, but I but I get what you're saying. You know, I do think that MLB is a pretty good record. I mean, I think it's just because it has the time to set up and consider what it's doing, you know, to represent its sport more more free flowing. I mean, man, you know, NBA 2K. I understand what you're talking about with with you know uh, uh, artificial intelligence and being unable to you know organically create a defense against, you know, an offense that it, you may not even understand what you're trying to do, but when it's a set piece and it's like, Hey, don't let the runner get the second base. I think it's a bit of a different story. And the other thing that 2k has a problem with this year is they're my team is a mess. They're, they're my team, which is essentially their ultimate team for anyone that doesn't play it. Um, if you look around to the people that play the most for that, it's, it's on a down year. People, have no idea how to get some of the sets. Um, the solos are insane this year. Like the domination solos were having problems. Uh, people were having issues with matchmaking. Like it, it was a consistent issue that they did not have last year. You know, uh, it's, that, that, that mode fascinates me because unlike EA where ultimate team drives the bus, the NBA 2K version of Ultimate Team does not drive the bus. It's their single player, you know, it's the park and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. where they get their additional revenue f- from. And it, it the the my team seems like an afterthought. Well, in think, which I'm sorry, Rich. I was just gonna say I think it's at a yeah. disadvantage just naturally, and I've I've spoken about this on previous podcasts. But uh, when you when you put together a team on Madden or or FIFA, you've got deeper lineups to deal with. A lot with. more got, players. Yeah, yeah, more players that are relevant. In an NBA game where I don't know if they even have fatigue turned on for those online games in in my team, but uh, but like you're worried about your starting five, or at most you're worried about six or seven. So yeah. I think that's the, the biggest issue that Good they point. have um, for an NBA game, and that's why I think it's, it's really more limited 
what what they can do with it than you see in a in in a you know like in MLB the Show or or Madden uh, where you you have Madden especially right TJ uh, you can you can really get deep into those uh, and and worry you're not worried too much about your backups but uh, still there's a lot of people who matter there's more people who matter on your team yeah but even even with that I feel like even just anecdotally anecdotally on Twitter. I just haven't seen people talking about it that much. But I remember like the last few years, people have been talking about it. Ooh, these rubies are coming out. We got to pull these. But I just don't that's, see that on Twitter anymore. That's the way 2K drove their social engagement was giving away things and uh, giving away things for the mode and, and got people talking about it that way. But from what I from what I've seen, the people who do like to play that mode have been kind of disgruntled about it this year. And let's talk about the elephant in the room here. What's 2K have that MLB and Madden don't? It's got competition right now. Mm. More and more people to this to this day, I see more and more larger influencers, larger YouTubers and Twitch streamers moving from 2K and starting to say, hey, Live's not a bad game. Live's ultimate team needs needs so much more content. Live's franchise mode is downright the worst it's, franchise yeah, mode going right now. It's bad. I, I have no problem saying that. As much as I enjoy live, their franchise mode is terrible. So, but live is enjoyable on the court. Live is pick up and play. Live is hard to master. Like you can, I still get crossed up to this day, and I consider myself a pretty high level live player. There are things about live that you cannot get with 2K, and more people are starting to enjoy that because. 2K now has competition. I'm always one of those people that says competition doesn't necessarily uh, create a better game. In this case, I think 2K's fall off is partially because live is so good this year. Well, I think, and I agree with that. I think what people have been looking to for the past eight years with, with NBA Live has been like, okay, NBA 2K is a behemoth, but it, it's, it does have weaknesses. You know, online support, because how many times have we written about, you know, their servers being problems, mm-hmm. um, it, 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 you know, or having problems? How many times, you know, have we have we sort of grudgingly acknowledged that it's kind of a hard game to play? And, and it'd be like, OK, well, you know, these are the areas in which EA Sports can really go after NBA 2K. You know, these are opportunities, but they never really had a game underneath it, you know, to to make those. Um, those distinctions worthwhile, even if the online support was great, even if the, the the game was more playable, it just didn't seem to fit together. Now I think they did, and I think they did because the one is a really nice career suite, and the third thing that it does, the opportunity that it does, is it distinguishes itself against um, my career because the progression in the one is – it, none of it is tied to microtransactions. You can't do that. You know, it's the, that that stuff is mainly in you know cosmetic stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they they have they have differentiated themselves. It's not the same game. It's not as good a game. I don't I don't believe that. But they have laid the foundation, and I think that that's why. If you were to say you know NBA Live may be the game of the year simply because what it did for that franchise, but also what it represents going forward, you, argumentatively, I think you have a case because it's you know they they have a foundation now for that franchise and they have figured out three big things that that set it apart against the pain points of NBA 2K. There are a lot of people who play NBA 2K and who have no problem with 
the complaints that I just described, and that's fine. But if you're talking about, you know, where are you growing an audience, where are you seeing an opportunity, they're doing things right for once in NBA Live. Okay, so let me let me give you uh, two two things that everyone I think will find interesting. Uh, NBA Live did not receive a single vote. Okay, even though we all agree it was an improvement in the one career mode is uh, really strong. Uh, NBA 2K18 came in ninth. It had the ninth most points. Of, it was behind eight other games. And this is, again, this is a series that won our sports game of the year two years ago and placed third last year. So I don't know if I like that trajectory for, for the series, but it, it shocked me. Rich, you and I are the only ones who acknowledged NBA 2K in our yeah. you know, on our ballots, and we both have it third. And for me, yep. my justification was, yeah, you know, I go back to my review of NBA 2K18, which I was, I was positive on with uh-huh. the caveat of the microtransaction stuff. And uh, I gave it a high score because up until then, consumers were either indifferent or accepting of that microtransaction, the way they've implemented it in there. Even though I personally didn't like it, I wasn't going to tell everybody just based on my personal thoughts that the game was worse because of it. But it really is. I didn't play as much of it as uh, I thought I would have. Uh, the the career mode, the my career, is the worst story they've ever done. Um, and I did not want to spend my time in there knowing that it's just a ridiculous grind. But then you, you have so much more to NBA 2K18 than just that, where you talk about my league which is the you know like a super customizable franchise mode. You have my GM, which brought in the story element, which is kind of crudely done, but it, it it you know it spices it up a little bit. It works, like I was saying earlier. It works. It's just the right amount. It doesn't overstay its welcome, but it's definitely entertaining. Yeah, it's got you know sixty some uh, historic teams. Ah, unbelievable. It's got a, you know ten different ways to play online. Yep. I mean, it's still the deepest, I think arguably the deepest uh, sports game there is. But man, you know, it really has been tagged with, with this negative perception now. And we, we saw it, you know, I saw it in my community rankings last year in the community polling, where even in the categories NBA 2K17 won, it slipped by like 20 percentage points over the previous year. And I don't know, I don't know if that's a sign of where things are going or just a general sentiment that people aren't super satisfied with it or what it's still ultra popular i mean its sales are going up still so i'm i don't really know how how to uh put that together in my own head right now well i mean it's it's an interesting i don't even know what the right term is right where you've got sales breaking records but community dissonance at what feels like uh, a high. So, I mean, it, it, it probably speaks to how the sort of the, the community of people who participate in the daily conversation must be really small in comparison to the community of people who play these games. Because I, and I think that's probably in a lot of, it, it's not just uh, localized to sports video games. It's probably similar to a lot of video games. Um, and it's not really even so much the vocal minority, so much as it is 
some people, at least a, a certain amount of people, will, will have no issue just buying the latest version of NBA 2K, the latest version of whatever, uh, because they just sort of know that it's it's a good brand and they have the latest console and they'll play it and them and their family and it'll just sort of be a thing that they do without it necessarily being a, a you know a significant emotional investment and in time and effort and energy like it is for for so many people who who are you know deeply involved in that community it's just it's fascinating to see right again sales are up community angst and anger is up you wouldn't think those would would be going in the same direction. One would be going up and one would be going down, but it doesn't seem to be happening. Well, I have an explanation for that. I think um, I think the NBA popularity wise is is one of the biggest growing leagues for sure. Totally. Yeah. It's so and and the, with the NFL having so many struggles to keep fans right now, NFL ratings are are dropping constantly. Um, MLB. Add, sorry, Mills. Yeah. I was going to say add to that that NBA 2K is growing with a younger fan base. Well, and they're starting a league. Remember, they have an e-league that became very popular around uh, around sales time. Like there are a lot of people that are looking at this e-league, mm-hmm. and the NBA is supporting it. It's an NBA supported league. That is a that is a new atmosphere. Um, yeah. Add to that the NBA. I just found this out today. The NBA is is going to be broadcasting G League games on Twitch with Twitch broadcasters doing the play by play. Oh, really? Like actual I didn't know that. actual. Like, like Gold Glove, they just had an um, event. Under Armour had an event that was sponsored on the NBA Twitch channel um, where guys like Gold Glove, Los Polos, uh, uh, um, Troy Dan, a lot of guys that are big in the NBA um, 2K either st- uh, streaming or YouTube community, all of those guys are going to be part of this broadcast crew. Like the NBA is reaching, a like Rich said, a younger audience. The And then don't, don't think that doesn't affect 2K sales. It absolutely does because 2K is the big boy on campus. Um, I think, and that would that would exactly show why the community is angry too. Because while there are still things that the community wants gameplay fix wise or microtransaction wise, remember that Twitter community is the minority and always will be. The people that are buying this game, the casual NBA fans, are picking up 2K because it is a pop culture phenomenon now. Like when you when you think of NBA, when you think of NBA video games, the first thing that comes to everybody's head at this point is 2K. So when you go to buy a video game, you buy 2K. And that's a casual user base that does not get on Twitter, that does not get on like the Internet and go, God, I hate shooting percentages or God, I hate that the defenders don't do what they do. They just play the game and enjoy it. I have a very hard time understanding how NBA 2K either is a casual game or has a casual user base. It's the uh, it's the <laughs> career mode, Owen. It's the single yeah. player. You know what what we've talked about before. These games are becoming less and less about their actual leagues, about the actual you know, and and more about the these unique. Not talking about the game itself. I mean, that is you know that is not something that you just pick up and get into. That is something where and you're talking about. I, I I'm sorry. I just I view it as a saturated you know, user base where it's something that people have to, you know, opt into two or three years ago to become the big fans of today because of of how much, I mean, you have to work at something like NBA 2K the way that you would work at actually playing basketball at your rec league. I really think that. I really believe that. Right, but 2K at this point has the same 
name value in the NBA that Madden has with the NFL. When you well, talk, when you're not talking about a casual user base continuously playing the game, we're talking about a casual user base that purchases the game. Whether they play it for a month afterwards is neither here nor there. If we're talking that, about sales, that is, that's a very fair point. Um, I mean, you're right about that, but I also think that's like another hour-long discussion too. Well, I agree. I absolutely agree with that. But but no no. I mean. It, I don't deny that NBA 2K is a pop culture phenomenon. I mean, good grief. We had LeBron James make throwaway comments about it a week ago, you know, when he was talking about preparing for somebody, you know, and, and it, I saw a tweet go out around it. I mean, it was it was thin. It was what everybody would expect from someone who has a marketing relationship with NBA 2K. I don't deny that it, it's brand power. But, but to say that that actually has a casual audience, I think that that – Sort of, it, it. I think it lowers the the um, the barrier to entry to play that game more than it, it deserves. That's a hard game to play. But Before, but if oh. it only has a hardcore audience, that is a really 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 big hardcore audience. I agree with that. There's, there's got to be a large portion of casuals playing it. That's that's true. But it's also, I mean, when you talk about hardcore, you're also talking about saturation. And, and these people care about growth. So, anyway. Okay, so before we uh, we get to the other games that, that appeared on our list and and, and talk about those just briefly, um, I want to congratulate Snaggle, whose top three of NHL, Madden, and MLB is, well, nailed it, basically. Uh, the only one to get all three games, well, four if you count FIFA, any mix of them in there, Snaggle. So, uh you get the crown this year. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I did too, but it's all good. You, oh, you do, you do, but you, yeah, you flip. <laughs> See, this them. is Snaggle still wins. You flip. This them. is exactly like our work relationship. I just can't have a nice <laughs> moment where I can just say thank you, Brian, for you know inviting uh, me on <laughs> and my beginner's luck. No, TJ has to jump in and be like, oh, me too. I gotta keep you uh, in your place. I gotta keep you in your place, Chris. Uh, sorry, you get, let you get too big. Sorry, guys. This giveaway is uh, U.S. only. No Canadians. <laughs> yeah, this shipping uh, USPS shipping to to Canada. UPS. That's, it's too much. That's fair. So yeah. Um. So I want to want to talk about some of the other games that won. Then, uh, Rich, what was your number one game this year? My number one game was Pro Evolution twenty eighteen. I don't. Is. I don't believe it. <laughs> It plays beautifully. It is so smooth and so strong. The controls work so well. I have played hundreds of games, and I just know how to play it and and just appreciate what they've done. Uh, I, 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 I There's nothing more that I can say about Pro Evolution that I haven't already said on the show every episode. I just am so glad they make it. I'm so glad I get to play it, and I wish everybody could could give it a shot. I mean, I know you got to work at playing Pro Evo, meaning you, you got to load up the 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 files to to make the clubs with have the real kits and the real jerseys. I get that. I've done it two years in a row now. It's worth it. I know you got to love football, international football. You got to love soccer. I get it. And if you like or love soccer and you want to spend 20 minutes to to make the um, experience more legitimate with the real club names and stuff, 
you cannot go wrong with Pro Evolution. It is so strong. I love it, and and uh, it's number one, and I'm playing it uh, every day. It's the best. Whenever I got 20 to 30 minutes, I will play a game of Pro Evo above any other game, and I'm still playing NHL, and I'm still playing NBA 2K. I, I love those games, too. Uh, but if it comes down, I got 15, 20 minutes or so, I'm going in Pro Evo's direction every time. Is that good? All right, Owen, you you represent you brought in racing, you brought in racing yes. games to your list. So so explain what you ended up voting. Well, my number one was Dirt Four. Dirt Four is a game that doesn't have um, series licensing, but in in a way, it it almost it frees it into you know this uh, its best virtue, which is this endlessly replayable mode because of the procedurally generated courses that you can. Um, you know, go through, and I think it's like, oh, it must be like six environments, and then there are two other racing series that you can go through. I had so much fun with Dirt 4. Um, and it just, you, you can always sit back down with that and just tear ass around these, you know, muddy courses, these snowy courses, you know, these cobblestone streets in Spain, um, you know, these, uh, you know, crazy ass dirt tracks down somewhere in Sonora, Mexico. Uh, in your truck, it was it was just a delight, and I, I really enjoyed playing Dirt Four so much. And <clears throat> that was my number one because of the imagination that it brought to the genre. And then my number three was F1 2017, which I think implemented management um, into its into its uh, gameplay so meaningfully as to make it a sports video game, you know, in a way like if you were managing a franchise, I had to think very hard about that game. And it conforms obviously to the rules of, of formula one racing, but it's just, it's very compact. It's tight. It's you're constantly making decisions and trade-offs. You are accepting lesser results because of things that you chose to do in races earlier in the series F1 2017 was a fantastic game. There's some incumbency within F1 2017. Um, you know, last year's game was really good. This year's game, not as much differentiation in the career mode. Is It's just sort of menu-driven with some cinematics involved. But it's still, I really think Codemasters is the, is the sports developer of the year for what it did. I think I think Codemasters beat any other studio out there. You know, I'm glad that Owen mentioned two racing games. What blows my mind is neither of those two racing games that he included in his top three were named Forza 7 or Gran Turismo Sport, which were the big racing game releases. And obviously we did a, a racing game episode uh, a few weeks ago, and we're going to have another one soon to sort of go over the, the racing games of the year. But it was a great year for racing games, and I didn't include any in mine. Forza Seven would have been, um, it would have been the uh, the best of the racing games for me personally. Uh, but I'm I'm glad Owen mentioned it because man, there's a lot of good racing games that you can be playing right now. And F1, I have played both F1 2015 and F1 2017 lately, and they are both the best racing on track racing I've played. And and Forza Seven. <laughs> is an amazing game and not as good as F1. 
Or you could pull a Witcher 3 and say that the Forza Horizon 3 Lego pack that came out in May was just as good in mm. terms of racing. It was, I mean, that was, that was, neat. That was probably the most fun I've had in a, in a mm. racing game in a lot of years. Yep. You mean the Hot Wheels? Yeah, the oh, Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. not Lego, Hot Wheels. Yep. I apologize. No, Lego that was be spectacular. Lego yeah, would be Lego awesome. Would be. Uh, the Hot Wheels, the Hot Wheels DLC was spectacular, yeah. and I I think it's just to add to that. I think it's amazing that Owen mentioned two racing games, and Rich mentioned two racing games, and we still didn't mention Project Cars Two, which was nominated for Best Sports Racing Game at the Game Awards, which is again another fantastic racing title. I think, hmm. you know, again it it was a very good year for racing games. While and while none of them made my top three, I definitely had. Uh, Project Cars 2 was on my short list. Hmm. Wow. All right, so the uh, there were three other games that received votes. All three are golf games. So that's kind of interesting. Three different golf games. Yeah. Uh, Mills, you mentioned Everybody's Golf. Everybody's Golf is the best of the three golf games. Don't at me. Um, it is, <laughs> while it may not be the most realistic and it's definitely not the sim one, it is the one that's built the best. You never feel alone in the game, even if you're playing single player. It has amazing progression. Um, it has degradable clubs, which you continuously have to upgrade, getting gems online. It gives you a reason to play tournaments. Um, online tournaments are really well done. They've had some issues with uh, rewards as of late, but it always feels like you're doing something. The online experience with other people is really good. The offline experience is really good. It is, it is. It, if I could consider Golf Story a, a game, like like a, a actual sports game, which I don't, I would have probably put Golf Story. But golf, but everybody's golf. I still play to this day. So yeah, you know. Wait, it, did Cat have Golf Story on her list? By the way. That was her number one game. It oh, was. Good. You know what? Good for her. Absolutely good for her because it is a charming and great game. Did I'm. It, yeah. That's great. I'm. Ha- I'm very happy about that. I still haven't even played Golf Story. That's that's yeah, that's, that's a shame. That's that a that Nintendo. I have. That's a Nintendo Switch. I know. I love stealth, the Switch. A stealth release, right? It wasn't really built up to. It yeah, will, it's, it's a bad idea by me that I have not played that game. It's not it good. will be the best $15 you have spent on the Switch without question. It. And it is it is not a hard game to pick up and play. The story, like I said, is charming. It is endearing. It brings you in. It is just one of those games that I could not All put right. down. I have a Switch in my hand. I'm literally buying it right now. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it, what's interesting, I, I wanted to acknowledge Golf Club, too. But these are three three games, three golf games game. in in a year that you know did not have a licensed golf game. You know, we we've lost the licensed golf game. It seems like uh, for me, Golf Club Two was uh, you know I thought it was a really solid game. It was uh, you know they made it far more accessible. They added very good career game. mode. And very they good added, game. And I liked the online society concept worked out really yep. well. We had a lot of fun playing. Playing Golf Club Two when it came it's still, out, it's still a very punishing. <laughs> yes, it, it's it hard. Is, yeah, it is. It's hard. Um, and and I felt a little eh, like the consistency of what you know what I did on my controller versus what the shot gave me. It felt off at times, and I would uh, get get frustrated about that. But yeah, I mean, I I really love Golf Club Two, and I was just interesting. You know, I just found it interesting that there were three golf games all unlicensed that made its way. Uh, made its way onto the list. Uh, that but, is amazing. That is yeah. so amazing. <laughs> there you know, three you, different golf games. That's amazing. You know what? We have the potential next year to have multiple tennis games. Yes. Uh, multiple 
baseball games with Super Mega Baseball uh, added in there. Um, multiple soccer, multiple NBA. We're actually growing a bit. Um, and then, you know, independent developers are starting to, to produce more and more. Uh, like I said at the top, this is a really, there's a lot of good stuff. It's a great time to be playing sports games. All right. So I think that'll do it for, for our sports game of the year. Give everybody a chance. You got anything you want to promote that you're doing, uh, working on, uh, streaming, uh, writing, anything you want. Mills Gaming TV, you start us off. I'm, I will never promote myself, but I, would, I do want to promote somebody that's been doing amazing work for content creators recently. Uh, Marcus Frisky, who I think we all know is a, an employee at EA, but he started a podcast on Anchor.fm called The Creator's Toolkit. And if you are a content creator, it is like one of those things that if you listen to, it really opens your eyes to what you should be doing content creation-wise. And he's always been a positive influence. So I'm going to use my time to say go to anchor.fm and look up the creator's toolkit. Um, and he is – what he's doing is just amazing with that and has really opened – like I said, really helped me as a content creator overall. And he's helped so many people that he'll never get credit for. Um, so I'm going to pimp him for this. Rich, uh, I'm not asking you to reveal any out-of-the-park baseball features like you thought I was doing last week. But, <laughs> uh, what, some, for some reason, um, you know what's, what's, what's going on in your side? Uh, I, thank you, Brian. I mean, just I if you have not yet played out of the park baseball or franchise hockey manager, go check them out. My two good friends, TJ Lowerman and Chris Jardine, a.k.a. That Sports Gamer and Snaggle J, live stream out of the park baseball for two hours on Wednesday nights. They're amazing. They're a lot. Of, they, they do a tremendous job. Check us out and uh, watch Adam and Jeff stream franchise hockey manager for on Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern after uh, Snaggle and That's Sports Gamer do it at 8 and 9. All right, Snaggle, yeah, you got anything else, or did Rich cover it all? Uh, I mean, in the spirit of, of talking about other people, absolutely go follow me on Twitch at <laughs> twitch.tv slash SnaggleJ. But you know what? <laughs> Listen, I, while Mills is very modest and, and promotes a lot of other people, you should absolutely follow Mills at twitch.tv slash mills gaming tv um if for anything other than though sometimes the mood swings are some of the most hilarious things <laughs> you'll ever see but honestly what he does for promoting positivity and sports games uh what he does for promoting franchise modes which in live content often gets uh very very overlooked uh, I know for me personally, uh, Mills is very inspiring with on the content side. Uh, so don't let him throw smoke screens. Go follow Mills. Uh, and, yeah, you can follow me while you're at it. All right. Uh, TJ, that sports gamer, what you got? What's going on, folks? TJ Lowerman, a.k.a. that sports gamer here. Just wanted to let you know that we got the TSG Awards going out right now uh, over on thatsportsgamer.com. PUBG, best non-sports game of the year. Oh, it's not uh, even released yet. Can you pay money for it and play it? You can. It's a released game. Early uh, access. Also, also, the NPDs do count early access games as released because they are released games. Is it, is it a released game if it if reviewers aren't reviewing it? Like that game hasn't been reviewed, right? It can't. Uh, well, it can't be until yeah. December twentieth because December twentieth is the official first version one point Can can it be the number one game if it's bad? <laughs> no, there's a difference between it. Fortnite there's, a between, 
Do you know the uh, Smackle? I know you might be familiar with this uh, phrase. It's called "Don't hate the pl- don't hate the game, hate the player," because that's your problem. I've dropped in with Snaggle J many a time. Two men enter, one man leaves. And it's never really Snaggle J. Yeah, you guys keep that to your streams. Owen, Polygon, what you got? uh, Thank you very much for reading Polygon. We're doing our year-end review right now, polygon.com. But otherwise, I would also like to reflect credit upon my friends at Operation Sports Hit the Pass. Um, You know, I... I write so much about controversies and things in video games that get a lot of people mad. And I am always happy to know that the sports video gaming sector is relatively free of that stuff. And that's always nice to wake up to. So it's been a good year. Thanks very much. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate uh, you coming on and contributing sports game of the year. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Uh, we will continue doing shows here through the end of the year, right, Rich? We're going to keep rolling these out. We're going to keep doing award shows. We're Absolutely. Gonna do, uh, we're going to recap the top stories of 2017. That's always a good one. Yeah, I know you got a planned a racing podcast, right? Yes, that we're gonna we're gonna anoint the official Press Row Podcast Racing Game of the Year. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, mixing the two together never really made a whole much sense to me, like the Game Awards did. Uh, I think it's important that they get acknowledged, and uh, it's always going to have a uphill battle breaking in. Owen, I'm glad that Owen had him on his list so we could at least get to talk about him in this episode. Uh, Definitely. But, yeah, we'll have our own uh, on separate racing podcast. So a lot coming up. We don't take weeks off, right, Rich? Although we take suspensions occasionally. Suspensions are on, but vacations don't exist. Yeah. We always produce every time. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, everyone. Uh, Take care. Till next week. If you text PRESS ROW to 727272, you get a free one-night game rental from Redbox. You know, video games are super fun and they're super expensive. And once you bust open that plastic, you're stuck with them. And that's why Redbox lets you try out the hottest new games risk-free. Right now, you can rent Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Destiny 2, NBA 2K18, and more. So just text PRESS ROW to 727272 for a free one-night game rental. Redbox, the smarter way to watch and play. The offer expires December 31st, 2017, subject to additional terms. Charges apply for additional nights. Payment card required. If you're not in Text Club, Redbox will send you an additional text with an invite to join their recurring alerts. Message and data rates may apply. For terms, visit redbox.com slash text club. And for the privacy policy, visit redbox.com slash privacy.